Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of the Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends of the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net. Or if you also the link to top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. Also at that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up, where you can sign up to receive a daily excellent email, including both the text reading for the day as well as the day's lesson. My name is Lori Cameron. This calls Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading of Chapter 17, Forgiveness and Healing, with Section 4, Shadows of the Past. We're also mindful of our lesson today, beautiful lesson 188. The peace of God is shining in me now. The peace of God is shining in me now. And by way of opening this morning, I found something just a little bit special here in the last couple of minutes from a book that's new to me um, from Michael Mark called I Place My Hand Upon the Sky. Place My Hand Upon the Sky. And he writes this poem called The Greatest Discovery. Discoveries can be exhilarating, like when you flipped over that 10-pound stone and found a world of fungal webs, many-legged wonders and roly-polies hidden beneath it, or when light was found to be a clear emptiness filled with colors, or like when a creek bed inspection unearthed an arrowhead and a freshwater mollusk clinging to the underside of a submerged Budweiser can. But the greatest discovery, the greatest discovery any of us will ever make is when we crawl out from underneath that stone of guilt we've been hiding under all these years and realize as our eyes slowly adjust to the light of day that we love every last facet, curve, nook, and cranny of who we are. I share that this morning in light of the first sentence in today's reading. To forgive is merely to remember only the loving thoughts you gave in the past and those that were given you. Amen. Thank you so much, Lori. Thank you. Mm. It was a really happy find this morning. <laughs> the very Thank you, Lori. Can you, do you mind repeating who that was? Yes. The author is Michael Mark, M-A-R-K, and the book is I Place My Hand Upon the Sky. Wonderful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, my friends, here's our reading list today. It's very short and very sweet. Fran and Jessica. <laughs> We're joined in listening this morning by Chris, Kristen, Karen, and Bryce. And I wonder if anyone else has joined us who likes to say good morning or be on the reading list. Good morning, Lori. What a jam. <laughs> Hi, Renee. Did you say you'll read, huh? Yes. Oh, marvelous. Thank you very much. Okay. We'll have fun with this then. 
in chapter 17, Forgiveness and Healing, section 4, Shadows of the Past. To forgive is merely to remember only the loving thoughts you gave in the past and those that were given you. All the rest must be forgotten. Forgiveness is a selective remembering based not on your selection. (laughs) For the shadow figures you would make immortal are the so-called enemies of reality. Uh, I think we have one unmute line. Be willing to forgive the Son of God for what he did not do. The shadow figures are the witnesses you bring with you to demonstrate he did what he did not. Because you brought them, you will hear them. And you who kept them by your own selection do not understand how they came into your minds and what the purpose is. A friend. Chapter 17, Forgiveness and Healing, Section 4, Shadows of the Past, Paragraph 14. To forgive is merely to remember only the loving thoughts you gave in the past and those that were given you. All the rest must be forgotten. Forgiveness is a selective remembering based not on your selection. For the shadow figures you would make immortal are quote-unquote enemies of reality. Be willing to forgive the Son of God for what he did not do. The shadow figures are the witnesses you bring with you to demonstrate he did what he did not. Because you brought them, you will hear them. And you who kept them by your own selection do not understand how they came into your minds and what their purpose is. 15. They represent the evil that you think was done to you. You bring them with you only that you may return evil for evil, hoping that their witness will enable you to think guiltily of another and not harm yourself. They speak so clearly for the separation that no one not obsessed with keeping separation could hear them. They offer you the quote-unquote reasons why you should enter into unholy alliances which support the ego's goals and make your relationships the witness to its power. It is these shadow figures which would make the ego holy in your sight and teach you what you do to keep it safe is really love. Thank you, Fran. And Jessica. Okay, 15. Well, let me read the sentence before. You who kept, because you brought them, you will hear them. And you who kept them by your own selection do not understand how they came into your minds and what their purpose is. 15. They represent the evil that you think was done to you. You bring them with you only that you may return evil for evil, hoping that their witness will enable you to think guiltily of another and not harm yourself. They speak so clearly for the separation that no one not obsessed with keeping separation could hear them. They offer you the, quote, reasons why you should enter into unholy alliances which support the ego's goals and make your relationships the witness to its power. It is these shadow figures 
which would make the ego holy in your sight and teach you what you do not keep. I'm sorry. Teach you what you do to keep it safe is really love. 16. The shadow figures always speak for vengeance. And all relationships into which they enter are totally insane. Without exception, these relationships have as their purpose the exclusion of the truth about the other and of yourself. This is why you see in both what is not there and make of both the slaves of vengeance and why whatever reminds you of your past grievances, no matter how distorted the associations by which you arrive at the remembrance may be, attracts you and seems to you to go by the name of love. And finally, why all such relationships come become the attempt at union through the body, for only bodies can be seen as means for vengeance. That bodies are central to all unholy relationships is evident. Your own experience has taught you this. But what you do not realize are all the reasons which go to make the relationship unholy. For unholiness seeks to reinforce itself, as holiness does, by gathering to itself what it perceives as like itself. Thank you, Jessica. And Renee. The shadow figures always speak for vengeance, and all relationships into which they enter are totally insane. Without exception, these relationships have as their purpose the exclusion of the truth about the other and of yourself. This is why you see in both what is not there and make of both the slaves of vengeance and whatever reminds you of your past grievances, no matter how distorted the associations by which you arrive at the remembrance, maybe attracts you and seems to you to go by the name of love. And finally, why all such relationships become the attempt at union through the body, for only bodies can be seen as means for vengeance. That bodies are central to all unholy relationships is evident. Your own experience has taught you this, but what you do not realize are all the reasons which go to make the relationship unholy. For unholiness seems to reinforce itself, as holiness does, by gathering to itself what it perceives as like itself. In the unholy relationship, it is not the body of the other with which union is attempted, but the bodies of those who are not there. Even the body of the other already is severely, already a severely limited perception of him is not the central focus as it is or in entirety 
what can be used for fantasies of vengeance and what can be most readily associated with those on whom vengeance is really thought are centered on and separated off as being the only part of value every step taken in the making, the maintaining, and the breaking off of the unholy relationship is a move toward further fragmentation and unreality. The shadow figures enter more and more, and the one in whom they seem to be decreases in importance. Thank you, Renee. Let's see, and do we have a new reader for paragraph 17 and 18? New reader for 17 and 18? I could Hi, Lori, this. this is Mindy. I can read after whoever just said they could. <laughs> okay, Judy, then Mindy. Thanks. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. In the unholy relationship, it is not the body of the other which which union is attempted. Excuse me, I'm going to reread that. In the unholy relationship, it is not the body of the other with which union is attempted, but the bodies of those who are not there. Even the body of the other already a severely limited perception of him is not the central focus as it is or in in entirety. What can be used for fantasies of vengeance and what can be used can be most readily associated with those on whom vengeance is really sought are centered on and separated off as being the only parts of value. Every step is taken in the making, the maintaining, and the breaking off of the unholy relationship is a move toward further fragmentation and unreality. The shadow figures enter more and more, and one in whom they seem to be decreases in importance and the one in whom they seem to be decreases in importance. Time is indeed unkind to the unholy relationship for time is cruel in the ego's hands as it is kind when it is used for gentleness. The attraction of the unholy relationship begins to fade and to be questioned almost at once. Once it is formed, doubt must enter in because its purpose is impossible. The only such relationships which retain the fantasies that center on them are those which have been dreamed of but have not been made at all. Where no reality has entered there is nothing to intrude upon the dream of happiness. Yet consider what this means. The more reality that enters into the unholy 
relationship, the less satisfying it becomes. And the more fantasies can encompass, the greater the satisfaction seems to be. Hooey, huh? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Judy. I'm Mindy. Okay. Um, 18. Time is indeed unkind to the unholy relationship, for time is cruel in the ego's hands, as it is kind when used for gentleness. The attraction of the unholy relationship begins to fade, and (laughs) she'd be questioned almost at once. Once it is formed, doubt must enter in because its purpose is impossible. The only such relationships which retain the fantasies that center on them are those which have been dreamed of but have not been made at all. Where no reality is entered, there is nothing to intrude upon the dream of happiness. Yet consider what this means. The more reality that enters into the unholy relationship, the less satisfying it becomes, and the more the fantasies can encompass, the greater the satisfaction seems to be. Boy, that's a hard sentence. I'm going to read that one more time. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Consider what this means. The more reality that enters into the unholy relationship, the less satisfying it becomes, and the more the fantasies can encompass the greater the satisfaction seems to be. Okay, I got it. (laughs) Okay, 19. The quote-unquote ideal of the unholy relationship thus becomes one in which the reality of the other does not enter at all to spoil, quote-unquote, the dream. And the less the other really brings to it, the better it becomes. Thus, the attempt at union becomes a way of excluding even the one with whom the union was sought, for it was formed to get him out of it and join with fantasies and uninterrupted quote-unquote bliss. (laughs) How can the Holy Spirit bring his interpretation of the body as a means of communication into relationships whose only purpose is separation from reality? What forgiveness is enables him to do so? Thank you, Mindy. And let's see, do we have a new reader then for paragraph 19 and 20? This is Sandra. I can read. Thanks, Sandra. 19. The ideal, in quotes, of the unholy relationship thus becomes one in which the reality of the other does not enter at all to spoil, in quotes, the dream. And the less the other really brings to it, the better, in quotes, it becomes. Thus, the attempt at union becomes a way of excluding even the one with whom the union was sought. For it was formed to get him out of it and join with fantasies in uninterrupted, quote, bliss. Mm 
how can the Holy Spirit bring his interpretation of the body as a means of of communication into relationship whose only purpose is separation from reality? What forgiveness is in it, what forgiveness is enables him to do so. 20. If all but loving thoughts has been forgotten, what remains is eternal. And the transformed past is made like the present. No longer does the past conflict with now. This continuity extends the present by increasing its reality and its value in your perception of it. In these loving thoughts is the spark of beauty hidden in the ugliness of the unholy relationship in which the hatred is removed. Yet there to come alive as the relationship is given to him who gives it life and beauty. That is why atonement centers on the past, which is the source of separation and where it must be undone. For separation must be corrected where it was made. The ego seeks to resolve, in quotes, its problems, not at their source, but where they were made. And thus it seeks to guarantee there will be no solution. Thank you, Sandra. And would there be another new reader for 20 and 21? We're in chapter 17, uh, paragraph 20 and 21. Okay, Fran, back to you. 20. If all the loving thoughts has been forgotten... What remains is eternal, and the transformed past is made like the present. No longer does the past conflict with now. This continuity extends the present by increasing its reality and its value in your perception of it. In these loving thoughts is the spark of beauty hidden in the ugliness of the unholy relationship in which the hatred is remembered yet there to come alive as the relationship is given to him who gives it life and beauty. That is why atonement centers on the past, which is the source of separation and where it must be undone. For separation must be corrected where it was made. The ego seeks to quote-unquote resolve its problems, not at their source, but where they were not made, and thus it seeks to guarantee there will be no solution. 21. The Holy Spirit wills only to make his resolutions complete and perfect, and so he seeks and finds the source of problems where it is, and there undoes it. And with each step in his undoing is the separation more and more undone, and union brought closer. He is not at all confused by any quote-unquote reasons for separation. All he perceives in separation is that it must be undone. Let him uncover the hidden spark of beauty in your relationships and show it to you. Its loveliness will so attract you that you will be unwilling ever to lose the sight of it again. 
and you will let it transform the relationship so you can see it more and more. For you will want it more and more and become increasingly unwilling to let it be hidden from you. And you will learn to seek for and establish conditions in which this beauty can be seen. Thank you, Fran. And Jessica. <clears throat> 21. The Holy Spirit wills only to make his resolutions complete and perfect, and so he seeks to find the source of problems where it is, and there undoes it. And with each step in his undoing is the separation more and more undone and union brought closer. It is not at all confused by any quote-unquote reason for separation. All he perceives in separation is that it must be undone. Let him uncover the hidden spark of beauty in your relationships and show it to you. Its loveliness will so attract you that you will be unwilling ever to lose sight of it again. And you will let it transform the relationship so that you can see it more and more. For you will want it more and more and become increasingly unwilling to let it be hidden from you. And you will learn to seek for and establish conditions in which this beauty can be seen. 22. All this you will do gladly if you but let him hold the spark before you, light your way, and make it clear to you. God's Son is one. Whom God has joined as one, the ego cannot break apart. The spark of holiness must be safe, however hidden it may be, in every relationship. For the Creator of the one relationship has left no part of it without himself. Thank you, Jessica. And Renee. All this you will do gladly if you but let him hold the spark before you to light your way. And make it clear to you, God's Son is one. With whom God has joined as one, the ego cannot break apart. The spark of holiness must be safe, however hidden it may be in every relationship. For the creator of the one relationship has left no part of it without himself. This is the only part of the relationship the Holy Spirit sees because he knows that only this is true. You have made the relationship unreal and therefore unholy in seeing it where it is not. And as it is not, give the past to him who can change your mind about it for you. But first be sure you fully realize what you have made the past to represent and why.
Thank you, Renee. And I'm, was it Judy that read next? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Judy. This is the only part of the relationship the Holy Spirit sees because he knows that only this is true. You have made the relationship unreal and therefore unholy by seeing it where it is not and as it is not. Give the path to him who can change your mind about it for you. But first, be you sure or be sure you fully realize what you have made the past to represent and why. In brief, the past is now your justification for entering into a continuing unholy alliance with the ego against the present. For the present is forgiveness. Therefore, the relationships which the unholy alliance dictates are not perceived nor felt nor experienced as now. (laughs) I had to have that in there. Yet the frame of reference to which the present is referred for meaning is an illusion of the past, too, in which those elements which fit the purpose of the unholy reliance are retained. And all the rest let go. And what is thus let go is all the truth the past could ever offer to the present is witnesses for its reality, while what is kept but witnesses to the reality of the dream. This is really talking a lot about memory to me. I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. And Mindy. Thank you. I'll just take a moment to scroll to that. Can you tell me what number we're on? Uh, Mindy, we're on 24 and 25. Thank you. This is a long chapter. Very nice. 24. In brief, the past is now your justification for entering into a continuing unholy alliance with the ego against the present. For the present is forgiveness. Therefore, the relationships which the unholy alliance dictates are not perceived nor felt as now. Yet the frame of reference to which the present is referred for meaning is an illusion of the past in which those elements which fit the purpose of the unholy alliance are retained and all the rest let go. And what is thus let go is all the truth the past could ever offer to the present as witnesses for its reality. While what is kept but witnesses to the reality of dreams. 25. It is still up to you to choose to be willing to join with the truth or illusion. 
But remember that to choose one is to let the other go. Within one you choose, you will endow with beauty and reality. Excuse me, which one you choose, you will endow with beauty and reality because the choice depends on which you value more. The spark of beauty or the veil of ugliness. The real world or the world of guilt and fear. Truth or illusion. Freedom or slavery. It is all the same. For you can never choose except between God and the ego. Thought systems are but true or false, and all their attributes come simply from what they are. Only the thoughts of God are true, and all that follows from them comes from what they are and is as true as is the holy source from which they came. Thank you, Mindy and Sandra. 25. It is still up to you to choose to be willing to join with truth or illusions. But remember that to choose one is to let the other go. Which one you choose, you will endow with beauty and reality because the choice depends on which you value more. The spark of beauty or the veil of ugliness, the real world, or the, or the world of guilt and fear, truth or illusion, freedom or slavery. It is all the same, for you can never choose except between God and the ego. Thought systems are but true or false, and all their attributes come simply from what they are. Only the thoughts of God are true, and all that follows from them comes from what they are and is as true as the holy source from which they came. Uh, do I do another Thanks. paragraph? Oh, yeah, I'm done. I thought you okay. did. Oh, no, I, I thought you did, Sandra. Yes, yeah, um, I think you do 25 or 26 also. Oh, okay. My holy brother, I would enter into all your relationships and step between you and your fantasies. Let my relationship to you be real to you and let me bring reality to your perception of your brothers. They were not created to enable you to hurt yourselves through them. They were created to create with you. This is the truth that I would interpose between you and your goal of madness. Be not separate from me and let not the holy purpose of atonement be lost to you in dreams of vengeance. Relationships in which such dreams are cherished have excluded me. Let me enter in the name of God and bring you peace that you may offer peace to me. Amen. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Sandra. And would there be a new reader then to complete with reading uh, paragraph 26 this morning? I can do it. <clears throat> it's Robin Thanks, Marie. Marie. Mm. 26. 
My holy brothers, I would enter into all your relationships and step between you and your fantasies. Let my relationship to you be real to you, and let me bring reality to your perception of your brothers. They were not created to enable you to hurt yourself through them. They were created to create with you. This is the truth that I would interpose between you and your goal of madness. Be not separate from me, and let not the holy purpose of atonement be lost to you in dreams of vengeance. Relationships in which such dreams are cherished have excluded me. Let me enter into the name of God and bring you peace that you may offer peace to me. Thank you, Robin Marie, and thank you everyone who read this, this section this morning. And uh, and helped uncover it a little bit more for each of us. And um, what a beautiful lesson we have this morning to um, provide the backdrop and all the light that we need to understand it. So, uh, Fran, I'm going to turn it over to you for our beautiful lesson 188 today. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Hi, everybody. We are still in the first part of the workbook, and the section we're on is Lessons 181 to 200. And today we are on Lesson 188, The Peace of God is Shining in Me Now. So I shall read some from the lesson, and then we'll go and do our five-minute practice on the lesson. The peace of God is shining in me now. Why wait for heaven? Those who seek the light are merely covering their eyes. The light is in them now. Enlightenment is but a recognition, not a change at all. Light is not of the world, yet you who bear the light in you are alien here as well. The light came from you, from your native home. Then light came with you, from your native home, and stayed with you, because it is your own. It is the only thing you bring with you from him who is your source. It shines in you because it lights your home and leads you back to where it came from and you are at home. This light cannot be lost. The peace of God is shining in you now and from your heart extends around the world. The shining in your mind reminds the world of what it has forgotten. And the world restores the memory to you as well. From you, salvation radiates with gifts beyond all measure, given and returned. The peace of God is shining in you now, and in all living things. Sit quietly and close your eyes. The light within you is sufficient. It alone has power to give the gift of sight to you. Exclude the outer world and let your thoughts fly to the peace within. They know the way. We practice coming nearer to the light in us today. We take our wandering thoughts and gently bring them back to where they fail, fall in line with all the thoughts we share. Thus are our minds restored with them and we acknowledge that the peace of God still shines in us and from us to all living things that share our life. 
We will forgive them all. I'm sorry. We will forgive them all, absolving all the world of what we thought it did to us. For it is we who make the world as we would have it. Now we choose that it be innocent, devoid of sin, and open to salvation. And we lay our saving blessing on it as we say, The peace of God is shining in me now. Let all things shine upon me in that peace. And let me bless them with the light in me. Now we will go and do our five-minute practice. Lesson 188, The Peace of God is Shining in Me Now.
Why wait for heaven? Those who seek the light are merely covering their eyes. The light is in them now. Lesson 188. The peace of God is shining in me now. Amen. Amen. You transmitted that peace, friend. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lori. Such a beautiful lesson, isn't it? I love it. I love when he says, the light has come. The light came with you from your native home and stayed with you because it is your own. The light is in us whether we feel it now or not. The light is in us and we have to just turn to it and we will feel it. I love it. I'm complete. <laughs> oh, thank you for that, friend. <laughs> so simple, but your ego mind so hard. Thank you. Good morning, this is Sandra. And the peace of God is shining in me now. It's just one of those mind trainings that um, it's, just, it's just the truth. It's just a statement of truth. Like um, my mind holds only what I think with God. Or my highest and best is being served at all times. They're just statements that I either believe or don't believe. And even if I don't believe them, it's okay. Because it says it in, in um, the introduction that you don't have to believe it, you don't have to accept it. Just apply it. Just try it. See if it works. And I know that's what I'm all about. So I will, even if I don't feel it, um, I will still say the peace of God is shining in me now when I come up against it, which I probably will, because <laughs> every day there's always something. And I can just address it with this statement. I don't have to feel it. I don't have to believe it. I don't have to accept it. But I can still address it with this statement, that the peace of God is shining in me now, even though I might be feeling something other than that. Because that's how I'm training myself to, by, through repetition, by saying it over and over and over again, to believe it. And, then, and, and as I, my belief starts to grow that this, these statements really work to heal me, um, it becomes easier and easier and easier to apply them. It, it just becomes a natural thing. I'm complete. It does. Thank you, Sandra. Beautiful discussion of habit building. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra.
Well, good morning. Thank you so much for reading the lesson. I love hearing your voice uh, so much. And um, that the light is shining in me now, the light of understanding, the light of who created me, the understanding of who created me and how he created me to be, to be one with him, at peace with the oneness of his creation, happy with the oneness of his creation, and joyful in the awareness of my oneness with the totality of his creation, and recognizing the source of of thoughts that are not of my creator, not of my source. Any thoughts that are not happy, that are not peaceful, that are fearful. And recognizing, recognizing the difference between heaven and hell and what I made of myself, what I think I made of myself, simply is not here. It didn't happen that I couldn't make myself into something that I'm not, that I don't identify myself as a limit of love, as a limitation in a body that is afraid of death, a limitation of myself and my brothers, which is to see through the eyes of the ego and just the sorts of conflict differences in choices, that there is only one choice, God. And in, in that one choice, there is no other choices, nothing to choose between, nothing to separate from in its oneness and its completion. The use of the past and, and, and its use of memory for the continuity of a false sense of a concept of itself, that I am a body that has a separate life with separate memories and separate experiences, individual and personal. The continuity of that unholy alliance is my separation from the totality of my awareness in my holy relationship with God, that I would not use my memory of the past in an unholy alliance against the present, my present awareness of who and what I am in God, in the totality of the mind that sees everything as itself, in love and in joy and in complete acceptance and unconditional love that gives love to all as it does it sees itself, it does to itself. The instrument of love sees through the eyes of love. The instrument of peace sees through the eyes of peace. The instrument of happiness sees through the instrument of happiness. Happiness knows itself as happiness. There is no separation or in-between. It's the experiencing of being, knowingly being happiness, the experiencing of knowingly being peace, 
It's the experience of knowingly being joy, unity, total inclusion. Nothing is excluded, nothing is rejected. I will be host to God today. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. Good morning. It's Karen. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Sandra. Um, Thank you, Fran, once again, as always, so perfect. We're so grateful to you. Um, I was thinking of the holy relationship versus the unholy relationship, um, meditating on it this morning. In the unholy relationship, the, the ego looks at, my, looks at the person in front of me and it picks out whatever it can that witness, witnesses to a shadow figure that is uh, some, some relationship where I feel there should be vengeance but it isn't resolved or healed or forgiven yet. And so I, I see it in that person. I project it on that person. And I throw out everything else. I don't even see the person. And the longer the relationship goes on, the longer it serves the ego's goal, which is to relive the past and to project um, the past experience on the present moment. And... Um, that's how the ego uses time. It just absolves all reality from the experience. Instead, it uses it to create the fantasy of the past being relived. But of course, the ego doesn't connect it to the source of the problem so that you would recognize it and release it. Instead, it just keeps it at that level that you don't say, wow, I'm reliving the past, but you don't take it to the point where you can forgive the original source problem. The Holy Spirit, on the other hand, of course, wants us to re, to re, uh, release it, forgive it, only to retain the loving memories, which forgiveness is selective memory. It's just selecting the love, the eternal, the beautiful, and releasing everything else, because everything else is an illusion. So I was sitting on the beach this morning, and I was meditating, and there it was in front of me, the ocean was break. the waves were breaking on the, the sand and there was stillness and it was beautiful and it was just and then I realized that that the ego would project its uh, commentary, its interpretation its meaning, its references its past associations all of that onto the present moment if I were to allow it to, or I have the option of being the peace, you know, the peace that I am, I am the peace that God is. And in that peace, it's just emptiness and openness, and it's clear, and it doesn't have all of that stuff that my ego would love to project. You know, my mind, blah, 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 so much blah, 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 right? Thinking, thinking. And that is time, right? The Holy Spirit's use of time is to release everything false. And the ego's use of time is 
to find its witnesses and then just create a fantasy, a false reality, based on the past. And the holy instant is God's grace that we can step in any moment into the pure experience of the now. We can be free and release of all that ego stuff in a, in a, in a split second. We just shift our perception into the holy instant. And the Holy Spirit will clear it for us. Um, anyway, also in, with the um, lesson of the day, that peace, that peace that I am, when I'm sitting inside on the inside and I say the holy name of God and the light gets brighter, it's the experience of that peace. Peace is an attribute, light is an attribute. All of those are just qualities of the divine. And we can shift into that divine. And that's what this course is pointing us to. I think that's enough. I'm complete. Thank you for letting me share all that. I'm very happy to share it. Thank you. Oh, that was very beautiful. Very beautiful, Karen. Thank you. I've just been sitting here thinking about how we communicate our thoughts to other people about other people and how sometimes for me it's easier to describe something that is emotionally packed in a negative way and thinking about that and realizing that there is a way to emotionally impact in a very positive way and looking for those words and finding those words and actually start talking about people when you're talking with a friend or I am talking with a friend um, in those ways, how that would influence how people see their brothers and sisters. I'm complete. Thank you, Robin Marie. Thank you, Robin Marie and Karen. I um, have come to come to the truth that there is no other. There is only one. These people or someone else as other is making myself an illusion of separation. I'm doing that simply by seeing that way. And it's that in me that needs to be corrected. That is what calls for the miracle of correction of my perception because I'm seeing bodies as quote-unquote reality. And the Course teaches us that this is the illusion, the dream of making ourselves into some things, separate minds and separate bodies, and separate people. 
and to see anything as other than myself is to separate myself from the awareness of my oneness and my completion and my totality. So that is the, the beginning and the end to the ego. I'm complete. Yes, I love that. And I love, like in 21, let him uncover the hidden spark of beauty in your relationships and show it to you. I like to show that to everyone. I like to show the whole, what the Holy Spirit has uncovered in someone else because I know that my sight, my Christ sight is seeing that. And that is going to spark something in the person that I'm talking to so that they can see their brothers and sisters in a different way, in the way that Christ sees them. This is what I'm trying to do at preschool. I'm trying to teach these little children, well, this child may not have the clothes that you have on and may not even be able to speak as well as you do, but look at how beautiful he is or she, you know. That's what I'm trying to do, and I'm trying to do it in a way that they understand. And I'd like to be able to do that with my adult friends who's, who, you know, it's just easier. They go to the, the fault line, and, and it's easier sometimes for them to speak about um, other people in a negative way. And I want to be able to, to show them without being superior that there's a different way to look at each other and that's kind of what I was talking about thanks you guys oh that was beautiful Robin Marie just just beautiful reminds me of a quote um, that goes um, in recognizing the spirit says salvation does not ask that you behold the spirit and perceive the body not it merely asks that this should be your choice that this should be your choice isn't that beautiful thank you for that share Uh, good morning everyone this is Lori and uh, gosh you guys are reminding me of something a, a false idea that I often entertain and that that false idea is that um, if I know the truth I should never again make another mistake um, that thought <laughs> never again make another mistake has cluttered up my mind like you wouldn't believe thanks for laughing Robert Marie because it is funny <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's a very cluttery thought and uh, I, I talked the other day about pre-living and reliving or reliving and pre-living and given that the ego thought system is based in fear um, you know, fear fear leads to a lot of insanity. 
And the one thing we know, I'm going to start, I'm going to start with the known, okay? The one thing we know unequivocally, forever true, is that we have never separated from our Creator. That in our Creator's mind, there's only one mind, you know, you within it and it within you. And in that one mind, uh, in the eyes of our Source, we are eternal, free, innocent, and perfect as we were created. I start with the known. Does that mean that I'll never diverge from the known? No, it doesn't. No, it does not. Um, but that promise of the known, the atonement, he says, is so gentle. It's the answer to all fear. He says, fear you made. Fear you made. And I can't release you from fear. I can't because you made it. And if I did, I would be interfering with the laws of cause and effect. I would be denying your power, he says. So, if you have fear, if you have fear, Lori, you're believing in something that isn't there. And you have to change your mind. You have to make a different choice. In this reading, he says in paragraph 25, it's still up to you to choose to be right? No. It's still up to you to choose to be perfect? No. It's still up to you to, to choose to be forever unmistaken? No. It's still up to you to choose to be willing to let one idea go that truth can be restored. It's still up to you to choose to be willing. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes, I'll tell you what I did yesterday. I went time traveling. Um, and I, I'm telling the story to remind myself that God doesn't tell me I have to be perfect. That's, that's something I impose on myself. Uh, to bind myself to the idea that uh, of my own I can do everything including being perfect. Now I can't do that but I can return to the known. I went time traveling yesterday. I had a new pain in my body, so I went to the doctor and and uh, it was explained to me what the structural anomaly was that caused this pain and a solution was given and I was blessed and went my way. I went my way uh, not rejoicing. I didn't go my way rejoicing. What I did instead, this is what I did. I said to the physician, I'm getting the impression that um, I'm kind of becoming a pincushion for these solutions. <laughs> and what I'm asking you truly is to tell me, is my future going to be essentially limited to this? Who asked that question? Who asked that question? Well, fear did. And fear uh, answered and said, yeah, that's pretty much the case. That's how it's going to be. And so what did I do with that? Well, I came home thinking, uh, oh, gee, if that's my future, then I need to buck up, pull myself together, and and uh, figure out how I'm going to approach this thing. Um, I didn't go to Holy Spirit and say, oh, what's the truth of this? I didn't uh, look at my mind and watch how it went looking for an affirmation of fear. 
I didn't do any of the things that were options to me. Instead, I let fear drag my course. And instantly, of course, I, I contrived the idea that who would want to support me in this horrible adventure? Therefore, uh, I probably have to face this by myself. <laughs> Dusted the, the dust from my hands and proverbially grabbed myself by the waistband and said, pull yourself together, you idiot. And, uh, and where was I left with all of that? Except that life had become my enemy. My dearest friend had become the person who wants to abandon me to this thing uh, I mean I got I got myself embroiled in a whole bunch of fantasy that lasted for um, oh gosh probably lasted for almost 12 hours so that by the time I finally fell asleep I was in a state of exhaustion thinking there's nothing left for me to do except get up or give up and I'm going to talk about the peace of God is shining in me now tomorrow morning like hell I am <laughs> I don't deserve to be in the crowd I'm hanging with. You see, this is how um, this is how time traveling does, and it's not the first time I've gone time traveling. Not at all. Um, I, I seem to run into bodily situations lately. I mean, uh, it's bodily situations that tell me I need to be afraid. But is this the communication that the Holy Spirit wills for me? Is this the reality that we talked yesterday that Source is trembling with desire to hand me? Is this the relief? Is this the um, remedy? Uh, the mess I made of myself? Well, and here's the thing. I began with, he doesn't ask me to be perfect. That's an expectation I lay on myself. And in addition to an ego, you know, you get, I get, I get this spiritual ego, this so-called, and I'm putting it in great big fat quotes, this spiritual ego that uh, when condemnation is withdrawn from without, it's very easy to harbor it within. And now I blame myself for having failed my creator, having failed my capitalist self, having failed my brothers, having failed truth. But that's not what he wills for me either. No. He says, you've been insane. <laughs> you, went, you went time traveling is what you did. Uh, you were reliving or pre-living and letting fear direct your, letting fear direct your mind. And I'm telling you, that's why I love today's lesson. I love it for one particular sentence today above all others. And I'll tell you what it is. It's in paragraph 8. We practice coming near to the light in us today. We take our wandering thoughts. We take our wandering thoughts and gently bring them back to where they fall in line with all the thoughts we share with God. We know we know those thoughts. Holy are you. It's in the manual for teachers in question 15. Holy are you. Gosh, I don't have it up, but I, I need to get it really quick. Give me one second. Because this is the known. 
This is the absolute known, the unchangeable, the changeless, forever true. In, par in chapter, in, paragraph, in question 15, how is each one to be judged in the end like this? Holy are you, eternal, free, and whole, at peace forever in the heart of God. Where is the world and where is sorrow now? I recognize I'm talking to myself. And this is my correction, Lori. Join with me in making the last judgment the Son of God ever need make upon himself. It is this, holy are you. Eternal, free, and whole, at peace forever in the heart of God. Where is the world and where is sorrow now? Is that a once and done? No, I don't think so. Uh, for me in life, um, fear arises. I have to return to the known. And do I do that on my own? No. I do not do that on my own. The idea of you alone, Lori, is the source of all your error. That's the source of all your error. Mine can only serve. It can choose at which altar it chooses to serve. The ego to perpetuate fear, separation, loneliness, guilt, and sin, or at the altar to truth that still remains forever in your mind, eternally as it was created. The idea that I'll never make another mistake is a spiritualized ego. That thing that says, um, oh yeah, now, okay, uh, it's a long, slow glide to eternity now. You've got this all wrapped up. That's just as much error as it is error to think that I'm separate from God. They're both the same error. That same error is the idea of you alone. He can't release me from my fear because I made it. But he said, if there is fear, it's not perfect love. And perfect love is the remedy for fear. Therefore, there must not be perfect love. But there is perfect love. That's the atonement. It's so gentle you need but whisper to it. And all its aid will come rushing to your defense. You are not lonely with God beside you. Without him, you're nothing. And so once again, <laughs> will I make mistakes? Of course I will. I'll have wandering thoughts. I need to bring them back. I need to bring them back to where they fall in line with all the thoughts we share with God. We will not let them stray. They do. Does that mean I've lost my perfection? Not at all. It only means I'm being temporarily insane. <laughs> So we let the light within our minds direct them to come home. I wish I would read this last night at about midnight. But anyway, we direct them to come home. We have betrayed them, ordering that they depart from us, but now we call them back and wash them clean of strange desires and disordered wishes. We restore to them the innocence, the holiness of their inheritance. 
the atonement gives you God. It corrects the idea. You know, it, he says the atonement is in time. It's one event in time, but it's not for time. It's to restore the eternal truth to my mind. I have to always bring my mind back to truth. And do I do it alone? By heavens, no. <laughs> truth takes me by the hand. And then I choose to be willing to thank God for that. And thank God for the truth. But I, but I have the peace of God shining in me now. And I can take my wandering thoughts and bring them home. <laughs> Somebody asked me this morning, do you remember when when you, um, no, I can't remember how she put it. <laughs> Do I remember? Of course I remember. I get daily, well, maybe not daily, but I get frequent reminders of how I time travel. But what is the purpose of time? What is the purpose of time? But for me to bring all my mistaken thoughts back to truth and is not a child of God worth patience Christ mind says I am and that's where I'm going to leave it right now I'm complete oh wow that was so great Lori I have been struggling you have no idea how much this has helped me thank you so much thank you Bless your heart. Nothing's, and me, nothing's ever well, personal. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, well, thank you so much, Lori. This is Steve, and uh, thank you all for your shares and joining into God with me. I'm aware that if I had perfect contentment, I would not eat. I would not work. I would not mow the grass. I think the innate to this body, just like riding a bicycle, it, 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 yeah, I have to, innate to this body is moving forward. But there's this thing called the art of living. And when Christ spoke through the Buddha, he called it the middle path. And what I think that is, is it's the sweet spot where I am having ambition and wants and desires, and I'm not letting go of my contentment and unity. So this is the game. And the sweet spot, the, the driving in this body of this car is maintaining my contact with the changeless and negotiating the changing in a way that is like in golf. They told me, you got to hold on to the club, grab it, you know, the grip, but not too tight just so that when you're finished swinging, the club doesn't fly out of your hand. There's a sweet spot there. And so for me to pursue perfection 
or to deny my time here, my, my, my body, I think we speak of, of the experience of heaven on earth where, where the two are brought together, where my individuality is serving the wholeness. That's the sweet spot. And it's acceptance. It's allowing. It's moving. And it's not moving. There's the tone, like of the guitar string, or of nerves. The perfect balance between tension and no tension. Centrifugal force, the way the universe works. The male and the female, the push, the pull. But the coming together to self, this I, this is my gift. Thank you, God, and thank you all. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Steve. That was a sweet thank spot. you. <laughs> thank you. Hi, this is um, Yogi Chris. Just wanted to share. I really appreciate what Steve just shared about um, this, that sweet spot. For me, the sweet spot is located in my heart center in the present moment. So when I'm in the present moment, heart-centered, I could do any activities that's mine to do and remain in that sweet spot. I could be, as the Course in Love calls it, the higher self of form, uh, doing form but not being in form. And yes, I too have time traveled in my mind, but more importantly, I've anchored myself in the present moment. And this is happening more and more. So when I'm experiencing present moment awareness where the peace of God is shining in me now, I could tell when the peace of God isn't shining in me if I make the present moment my home more and more. It's like, oh my goodness, this doesn't, this doesn't, feel right to me because I know what feels right in the moment and this doesn't feel right. So it's like an inner alarm that says, go back to the present moment, go back to being heart-centered, and here I am again. And of course, 
the momentum of that is going to present myself itself while I'm in heart-centered in the moment. But as, as I stay back in my home, that momentum passes away because I'm not fueling it anymore. And here I am again. I appreciate uh, the the uh, centering prayer that we could be in God's peace that shines in us now. And that heavenly state is here now for us. It might not feel that way if we have experienced the energy of time travel, but that energy does what energy does. It passes away because it's, it's not um, everlasting. It's not infinite. It's very finite. So um, where my eyes feel like they're open and seeing in light is that present moment, is that awareness of being heart-centered. Um, because when I'm in the moment and being in heart-centered and aware, that's where love and compassion, that energy flows through me. Um, yes, that's my, that's our native home as the lesson states, the here and now. Um, and boy, could, does, does, when I'm time traveling and, and, um, I'm believing what the past is showing me, it'll manifest itself, my goodness. But that's, that's the, cre- that's the power to create, even if we're creating from a fearful space. I've had that experience where, symptoms have gone away completely because of that remaining in my home and feeling the healing energy of that home. It's like, where did that symptom go away? Of course, it passed away because I'm not believing it. I'm not giving it focus, energy, and attention. I'm giving the present moment and awareness and love, the focus, energy, and attention. Um, I'm complete. Thank you. That was beautiful, Chris. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Well, you know what? I'm going to do something entirely different than usual. It's a little bit early. We're about nine minutes before the end of the recorded time. But I think um, if we could all mute our lines, I'd like to offer something a little bit different this morning. I'm going to touch just one line. Uh, 
I'm thanking Holy Spirit for this. Uh, seems to have been given in advance, but what is time anyway? Um, in light of the peace of God is shining in me now. I had a friend, and I'm glad and grateful, Chris, to hear you speak of Heart Center. I had a friend one time call me up and say, um, I'd like to share some heart resonance with you. And I didn't know what they were talking about, but she said, uh, just put your hand on your heart or wherever you think it is and um, receive a blessing. Oh, okay. And I did that. And after that, I started looking for blessings. I don't know, uh, but I don't need to know how that works. But in light of our beautiful lesson this morning and our reading and what we're sharing and talking about heart center and sweet spot and truth in the now moment, I'd like to offer this meditation as a guided meditation. It's a poem. And if you'd like to read it later, it's a poem by John Rodell, R-O-E-D-E-L. I'm sure you can find it by Googling. Uh, the term church bells. But if we can all be quiet and maybe place a hand wherever it is we think we experience love in our body, maybe it's heart chakra, maybe it's in the middle of your forehead, and let this poem find you. poem called Church Bells. I got a D in biology, but I believe that each of us has a church bell inside of us that contains the most ancient of energy. This church bell we carry around exists in the same place for all of us. You have one. I have one. They have one. It's located right where you're touching now. And when we gently tap our fingers against this sweet spot, we can feel the bells start to lightly chime. Go ahead. Give it a try. I'll wait right here. Tap your fingers softly in the middle of this spot and feel the dust fall off. Feel the dust fall off the bells that were placed in you so long ago. And feel the energy that hasn't moved inside of you maybe for a long time begin to stir. Tap, tap, tap. Ring, ring, ring. Notice how the church bells echo through the cathedral of your body. Tap, tap, tap. Ring, ring, ring. Notice how your lungs become a choir of angels led by Leonard Cohen as they sing hallelujah over and over and over. Tap, 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 ring, ring, ring the bell. Notice oh, how your eyes become pieces of stained glass that help you look at the world as a spectrum of swirly miracles. Tap, 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 ring, ring, ring the bell. 
Notice how the goosebumps on your arm rise up like silent monks at daybreak who invite you to embrace the moment. Tap, tap, tap. Ring, ring, ring. Notice the way your spine turns into an electric sermon given by creation to remind you that you are made from love. Tap, tap, tap. Ring, ring, ring. Notice how your hands unclench themselves and bloom like Easter lilies. Tap, tap, tap. Ring, ring, ring. Notice how your tongue transforms into an altar of peace where every word that you offer to the world is first soaked in the wine of mercy and empathy. Tap, tap, tap. Ring, ring, ring the bell and let it remind you that you are not just flesh and bones, but a vessel of divinity, a temple of the sacred. Tap, tap, tap. Ring, ring, ring. And let it guide you to live with intention to love without fear, to create with passion. Tap, tap, tap. Ring. Ring, ring the bell. Follow the clanging sound straight into the sacred chamber of your existence. Yes. I don't know much about biology, but I know what I feel. And when my fingers tap this place, I can hear the below when I come alive. peace of God is shining in me now. Amen. Thank you everyone for calling in this morning and joining. And uh, if that didn't sit well with you, I probably won't do it often, but I felt so guided this morning. So I hope it was received as a blessing. I sure do feel blessed by you all. And we'll end the recording with that. I loved it. Thank you so 